It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Billy Epler has stepped down as the general manager of the New York Mets. What does this mean for the franchise moving forward? I'll discuss on today's edition, Locked On Mets. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. On the show today, we have to discuss the Billy Epler news. He shockingly decided to step down. I'll react to what happened there in the first segment. In the second segment, I want to sort of review Billy Epler's tenure with the New York Mets, how he did, and what kind of a loss this is to the Mets moving forward. And that's where we'll close the show in the final segment. How does this impact the Mets' potential pursuit of top free agents Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto, players that have some level of connection to Epler due to his success previously in signing Japanese talent? Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, Follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. All right, so I'm actually re-recording the first segment of today's show. If, if you go on YouTube, you will find my original podcast reacting to the news of Billy Epler's departure for the New York Mets, his resigning from his post. And I was really confused as to why he would do that. You can go back and watch it on YouTube, um, and you'll hear the second and third segments, because I think those pretty much hold true. I mean... I'll be a little more confused than I am now with the new information that was brought to light. But overall, in the second segment, I I spoke about, um, you know, Epler's tenure with the Mets and, and, you know, how I thought he was uh, very successful in certain aspects. And then in the final segment, I get into how losing Epler impacts the Mets' ability to sign some free agents, and two in particular, Yoshinobu Yamamoto and Shohei Otani. So all of that, I think, still holds up. But I had to revisit the first segment because... New information has come to light. This is from a story by Andy Martino about the investigation into Billy Epler and his misuse of the IL. Essentially, every team in baseball does this, I feel. I think a lot of people probably hold that same opinion that they manipulate the injured list. Okay, If you need to get that extra arm up, how do you do it? Oh. Uh, player X has, you know, forearm soreness. They're sending him to the aisle for 10 days, and then the player magically gets better. And it's a commonality around Major League Baseball because you know what happens with a lot of these guys who are, you know, in the the 4A conversation, guys that get shuttled back and forth between between AAA and the big leagues. They'll take that Major League paycheck on the IEL without saying a word about it. Just the reality of how the game works. But the Mets are about to be made an example of, apparently. We'll see how much this ends up unfolding and how it could impact the Mets moving forward. But I want to go back to the initial uh, part of the story from Manny Martino because it reflects what the working relationship was starting to be between Epler and Stearns and what just happened. So here's how the story opens up by Martino. 
Because earlier this week, Mets general manager Billy Epler and new president of baseball operations David Stearns began the work of combining their list of candidates for the team's managerial vacancy in addition to other key jobs in the organization. There was also practical considerations to deal with, like who would work in which office. According to a Mets employee, Stearns told Epler to keep the big room. He would work in a smaller office nearby. They were ready to move forward together as a team. Then came the shocking news of Major League Baseball, or the shocking news that Major League Baseball has opened an investigation into Epler for improper use of the injured list. Uh, the probe began as a result of a tip by a source who remains anonymous, leaving many in the industry to wonder who dropped the dime on Epler. <laughs> then he says that parlor game will go on for quite a while. The exact nature of the allegation is not clear, but in general, according to multiple executives with other clubs, Manipulation of the IEL or, quote, phantom IEL as a roster strategy was extremely widespread 15 to 20 years ago. MLB has tried to crack down on it in recent years, and execs have differing opinions on how widespread it remains. The Mets did use the phantom IEL this past season, according to multiple sources. When the investigation came to light, Epler stepped down from the GM job that he would otherwise have retained for the foreseeable future. Now, in all of this, to me, Billy Epler's coming off as a great guy. Not for his misuse of the Phantom IL. For the fact that he didn't want to be a distraction to this organization. He could have you know, just said, oh, they're investigating me. It's something that we, we did as an entire front office. Let's see the extent of these allegations. He could have cried about the fact that someone apparently, you know, you know put a tip into Major League Baseball that he used the Phantom IL and now they have to investigate him for it. All that stuff... You know, could have played out where Epler tried to keep his job. And instead, he saw David Stearns, who came in, who has a good working relationship with someone that was he was looking forward to probably building out the future of the Mets together. And this happens, and it is potentially a big controversy, or at least something that would have derailed all the movement that Stearns was trying to put in place, and that's why he stepped down. And the initial statement said that it was best to give Stearns a clean slate. That was how we first heard the news, and that's what I was reacting to in the initial podcast. Well, now we understand where that clean slate comment comes from. It's a new front office, it's a new regime, and whatever happens, hopefully at this point, Major League Baseball will come down on just Epler and not the team, which again gets back to the fact that Billy Epler is a stand-up guy in that respect. That he is falling on his sword for the team. And I do wonder with that, like what type of financial you know, implications that's going to have. Like because he resigns, does he not get any of the remaining two years of his contract? Uh, or does he you know, get so- something coming his way? in some form of a settlement from from Steve Cohen, which we'll never know. But um, look, I think, and and again, you'll hear me speak on it more in the next two segments that you're going to hear from my initial recording about how I I do believe this is a loss for the organization. I think that Billy Epler was going to be a really good lieutenant uh, for David Stearns. I think he was going to help out. Um, I think it, it was good to have him around and it showed some stability in the organization. But then, Here we go again. The New York Mets are in the news for something um, that's not ideal. And look, again, I I personally think that this is a very common practice still. You know, Andy Martino says it's not uh, 
you know, confirmed how widespread it is in the game today. But I think anybody who pays close enough attention to their team can point to a time or two this past season where a pitcher ended up on the injured list at a time where they needed to get a fresh arm up. I feel like it is pretty standard. And maybe this is Major League Baseball's way of trying to come down on a team so that people stop manipulating the IL. Or maybe somebody tipped them off and they can't ignore it when somebody goes and says, hey, uh, you know, this is what happened. And I think that's a whole other conversation for a different day. Who could have tipped them off? You know, is it a, a player on the New York Mets that didn't like how they were handled as it relates to the injured list? Is it one of the members of the front office that has now left um, and was let go and is now searching for jobs from another team? Is it a manager that was just let go? I doubt that that is what happened, that it was Buck Showalter. But then again, he had some loose lips when it came to the Daniel Vogelback situation, or, or at least seems like it. It's interesting that those two things happened back-to-back. And again, maybe that's not even Buck Showalter to a certain extent. Although, okay, here's what I'll say. I think Buck Showalter was absolutely the source that Mike Puma used for the Vogelback story because that story came from Buck Showalter's perspective. And then today... We're getting Mike Puma reports about how uh, Buck Showalter wants to manage again and he's interested in the Angels job, which is one of the least desirable jobs in all of baseball, but Buck still wants to stay in the game. I don't think that's a coincidence by any stretch, that there's a clear, open dialogue between Puma and Showalter. does not mean that he is the one that tipped off Billy Epler, but it is interesting that these two stories would come out in consecutive days. It's been a rough 48 hours for Billy Epler, but good on him for stepping down, and honestly, I think... In the grand scheme of things, this isn't going to impact the Mets organization as far as I don't think this investigation, they're going to drop the hammer on the Mets. And I think even without Epler, you still have the right guy in charge now with David Stern. So let's now kind of go back to my initial recording here and uh, I'll play the final two segments of the show. Before we get into that, though, today's episode is brought to you by Ibada. It's the football season, so that means pizza, wings, maybe even some buffalo chicken dip. Whatever you prefer at your tailgate, go all out and get cash back on every purchase with Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been dying or the game you've been dying to go to or that fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps will give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retails too, like uh, you know Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MLB when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store. Use the code MLB. New game day shirt? Boom. Cashback. Food for the tailgate? 
boom, cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. So how did Billy Epler do in his two years running the New York Mets? I think if we look back at recent general managers, he was one of the best. Now, that's a low bar to climb. Uh, Anyone who was listening to this show back in 2019 knows, well, 2019 and 2020, uh, knows my personal disdain for Brody Van Wagenen and his tenure running the club. And, you know, little moves like, I don't know, not re-signing Zach Wheeler come up to mind uh, because of two good half seasons. Uh, Then you had Jared Porter and Zach Scott, the first year of Steve Cohen's ownership where the Mets could not get a GM hired right. And then you finally got to Epler. And Epler was hired right before the 2022 season. Well, not before the 2022 season, right before the 2022 offseason. As free agency is kicking off and the Mets have gone through what was an agonizing search for a general manager. Finally, they land on Epler. And he is working out of his hotel room, doing his Zoom introductory press conference, and he's on Zooms trying to meet the staff. Uh, and he's calling free agents. And he's tr- hammering out contracts and getting deals done. And he signs Mark Canna and Wardo Escobar and Max Scherzer before the lockout. And then he has to come back around and ends up, you know, making a trade for Chris Bassett. Uh, you know, I think the Adam Adovino signing might have happened after that period, but regardless. He put together a really good ball club and they won 101 games. And you have to credit Billy Upler for that. You look at this past offseason, and you and obviously when you see where the Mets finished, you say, Oh, they were horrible moves. What did Billy Upler possibly do? Well, sign Kodai Sanga, it's a pretty good move. Sign Justin Verlander, good move. Resign Brandon Nimmo. Think that proved to be a solid addition or not addition, but a solid uh acquisition to keep him. Um, Edwin Diaz, not Epler's fault traded for Brooks Raley. Nice, nice move. Like most of the things that did worked, even Tommy Pham, that was a good signing. Now the place where he screwed up was the deadline in 2022 did not get great value, but it was a tough position to be put in. Hey, go out and, and, and address this roster and help this team win, but don't trade from our, our future. Right, don't gut this farm system in any significant way. Now, the the Mets screwed up some of those trades. Surely, it'd be nice to have Colin Holderman in this bullpen, and I have to go back in time and take an L on that one because, you know, at that deadline, I thought, hey, getting Daniel Vogel back, a guy that could really do well against right-handed pitching in the DH spot, that's more valuable than a reliever with some control because, hey, it's still a reliever. I think Colin Holderman is clearly more valuable than what Vogelback has been to the Mets. Um, you know, you look at the Tyler Naquin trade. They gave up this Hector Rodriguez, um, who has turned into like a blow-up prospect. So there's been some moves that have been made by Epler that did not pan out. Absolutely. Every GM is going to take their L's. And overall, just the way that 2022 season left a bitter taste in everyone's mouth. And then this year, 
That was the same thing, just the struggles. But you look at how everything broke out this year, and a lot of it was guys that were turned and weren't themselves. It was Starling Marte not playing the way you were expecting him to. It was Jeff McNeil. It was you know, getting nothing from David Peterson and Tyler McGill when you thought you might have some quality depth starters there. It was not having Jose Quintana the first half of the season, even though now you look back at it, and it does seem like it was a good signing by the Mets to grab him. Um, a lot of things that went poorly, I don't necessarily blame Epler. And then at the deadline, he did well this year. I mean, granted, it helps to have Steve Cohen's money in trade negotiations to be able to eat down those contracts on Verlander and on Scherzer, but he got a really good prospect for Max Scherzer. I think that was huge to just get off that money, honestly, considering the fact that he got injured at the end of the season. The chance of winning the World Series in the next year because this was already a lost season, so it was dead money on your books, essentially. And next year, are the Mets going to win a World Series? Considering how they played this season, you can't count on it. So to get something of value for that and to also clear money off the books for next year, that was a really nice trade. And then to get Verlander to a place where he would wear the no-trade clause to where he wanted to go in Houston, and to get Drew Gilbert back, who's clearly the top outfield prospect in your system now, and Ryan Clifford, a really high upside slugger as well. Really good moves. The fact that he went to his old organization, Epler did, the Angels, and got Jeremiah Jackson for Dominic Leone was an absolute fleecing. So again, sure, it was armed with Steve Cohen's money, but he did very, very well at taking advantage of the seller's market at this deadline. And I really believe that he did offer some value to the Mets moving forward. Again, though, if him and David Stearns would have been you know, at opposition with each other, if they could not work together, if Stearns went through the initial meetings, excuse me, if Epler went through the initial meetings with Stearns and felt like his presence was going to hold back the organization in some way, he's doing the Mets a solid. Or if he just simply would have been unhappy as the GM working under him, he's still doing the Mets a solid because – Honestly, like you don't want a guy who's, I mean, what was one of the tenets that Stearns was talking about at his press conference about having people come to work that were motivated to work together and, and we're, we're all pulling towards the same cause and, and we're trying to, you know, achieve the overarching mission of the organization, um, you know, and you know, sort of serve a purpose higher than themselves, so to speak. If Epler is not happy being the number two, it's best that he's not around and that you get a number two who's going to be happy and it's going to be a real asset in helping Stearns in that role. But I don't know if the number two they eventually bring in is going to have the experience that Billy Epler does. It's going to have potentially the relationships around the game that Epler does. I think one of the big things that helped Epler run the Mets is that he was a previous GM and there was working relationships where he was able to make deals with multiple teams across the board. Whereas you saw someone like Brody Van Wagen, who was going from the agent seat and jumping ship to the other side of things. And maybe it was harder for him to negotiate those trades and get favorable deals. Not that Epler made great trades, but he certainly did very well at this deadline as the seller. And then the final aspect of it, which is the one that I actually think hurts more than any other is the notion that the Mets are going to go pursuing Shohei Otani this offseason and Yoshinobu Yamamoto this offseason. 
two players that it feels like Epler could have helped them get. And that's what I want to talk about in the final segment. Before we do, though, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including the spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And you can bet on your New York football teams. The Jets are playing the Broncos on Sunday. They're two-and-a-half-point underdogs, despite the fact that the Broncos are one and three this season. Now, they're underdogs because they're playing on the road, but is this the week that the Jets can get back in the win column? It might be. So this could be a chance to take advantage of that promotion again. $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you place a $5 bet, so you can just throw 5 bucks on the Jets' money line. If they win, all right, you, you get to, to cash out a little bit there. Or also, you still get those bonus bets as well. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Now, if there's one place that Billy Upper walking away hurts the Mets the most, it's in free agency this year and this year in particular, because you look at the market and the two free agents that could most move the needle for the New York Mets are both Japanese players. Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Billy Epler has a relationship with Shohei Otani. He is the general manager that got Otani to make the biggest mistake of his career. I'm only half kidding when I say that. To sign with the Angels in the first place. Billy Epler was scouting Yoshinobu Yamamoto this season. Kodai Senga came over to the Mets in large part due to the research and the work that Epler did to get him to sign. And Kodai Senga spoke about Epler this season and said he does a really good job communicating to Japanese players and going through the process of how they will help the player get adjusted to major league competition, what they can do to ease that transition and provide them with all the resources they need to be successful. So I always felt like having Epler in the room was going to help them in negotiating with Shohei Otani if that was ultimately a goal of Steve Cohen in this organization. Then it would make sense that Epler would help them potentially sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And now he's gone. Does that mean that David Stearns can't get that job done? Not necessarily, but having Epler would have helped, particularly with Otani where there is that built-in relationship. I look at this free agent class and... Now, again, you know, today's show, it was supposed to be Otani or Soto. And I, I keep promising that. And I know listeners are anxious for me to do that episode. So, so maybe I'll just crank one out for, for Saturday at this point. I don't know. Um, obviously, Billy Upper stepping in down took some precedent today. But, you know, it, it's 
tough to try to figure out how much this really does impact the Mets' chances. But when you sort of look at the free agent class, like I don't know the free agent that is more entertaining or more appealing, I should say, than those two guys. And so that's where I think that this hurts a little bit. It's not, oh, you know, Billy Epler's not there to help our scouting department. It doesn't seem like he's a great scout. It's not, oh, you know, Billy Epler, he was really, you know, just just killing it in player development, or he was really uh, the the mastermind behind a lot of great trades the Mets pulled off the last couple of years. Yes, he did well this deadline, but he did poorly of the previous one. Oh, how could we possibly spend Steve Cohen's money that Billy Epler? No, that's that's not the case. But this is a particular market that Epler has shown an ability to have some success in. And he could have brought that expertise to the table to help David Stearns get some of these free agents that I really think are vital to the Mets moving forward. I think Yamamoto in particular. like That's a guy the Mets need to get this offseason. Yeah, they could get into the running on Blake Snell. But it's going to cost more money than Yamamoto. He's older. And he's had two of these seasons now where he's been a Cy Young. Still has because he's probably going to win the award this year. But I, I don't know. He's a guy that walks the world. He, he's a very interesting pitcher. And I, I, I just I don't know how much I love the idea of him coming over. Aaron Nola, is he going to leave the Phillies to come to the Mets? And do you want that? I mean, I think he's a guy that is great for giving you innings, and he just went out and you know pitched the Phillies into the next round of the playoffs with a great start. But his ERA was you know over four or five this year. Yamamoto is the free agent starting pitcher. I think the Mets should prioritize above all else, and really, he's just a free agent. I think they should prioritize above all else because I'm not entirely sold on the Otani thing happening. I still think he's going to end up on the Dodgers. But, again, you had a better shot at Otani Teppel around, and I think you had a better shot at Yamamoto. So, uh, again, that's the one area here that I think kind of hurts in this situation. But doesn't mean that the Mets can't sign those guys. We'll just see how things transpire from here. Um, That's going to be all for this edition of Locked on Mets. Make sure um, you check out our subtext. That's uh, in the episode description. It's where you get text updates on the show, on the team. I'll be shooting you text. You can also text me, ask me questions anytime. So I'm really enjoying that. It's a two-week free trial, $4.99 a month after that. Really trying to provide some extra value to the you know, everyday listeners uh, who tune in um, through subtext. So check that out. Um, follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And, and subscribe on YouTube and, and stay tuned because I will at some point deliver the Juan Soto Otani episode. Um, like I said. Still not sure if it's going to be Saturday or Monday, but we'll get to it. I promise you it's coming soon. Um, make sure you follow me on X at Ficklestein Ryan uh, and follow the show at Locked on Mets. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.